Hi, welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share firsthand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Kevin, and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, Gene is joined by Tim Skytemacher. Tim is CIO of Gen25, an Amsterdam-based system integration company. Tim talked with Gene about enriching Salesforce capabilities with communication features. Take it away, Gene. Tim, welcome to the show. Uh, our conversation is happening when basically all companies are dealing with some kind of changes triggered by pandemic, and not just on the customer side, but also with the workforce. Now that we have you, know, you on the show, I would love to talk about some of the solutions that businesses have to come up with to really deal with some of the changes happening on both ends with their workforce as well as uh, their customers. So before I get totally lost in those conversations, I would love you to just talk about a little bit about what you do. Uh, We did a little brief intro in the beginning, but I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, of course. Um, So my name is Tim Schuitenmaker. It's a very Dutch name. So I'm located in Amsterdam and we're, I'm part of a company called Gen25 and we have built a product called Social25, which is used on the Salesforce platform to uh, communicate to customers. So actually the customers of our customers um, via various channels. So that include WhatsApp or SMS or Facebook Messenger, but many more. Um, and we see all kinds of use cases these days where people interact with their customers and they interact via these channels and promote certain services or give them service support on on these channels. I would say you're the just the right person to talk about the topic of the day because I was really curious about how some of the businesses are dealing with especially, I guess, about 150K plus um, install basis of the companies who are using Salesforce and if they're doing anything differently to really connect the you know buyers with their uh, people. Yes, you, so you see quite a lot of consumers using their, their mobile phone throughout the day, of course. And with their mobile phone, they have all kinds of communication apps. And uh, they not only interact with their, with their friends and family over these apps, but they're starting to interact through companies especially. So, uh, for example, uh, WhatsApp is now becoming more, more and more a um, surface channel. And, of course, as a company, you have to adapt to these uh, trends, I would say. So you have to, to make sure that your company is ready to actually answer the questions that you, you will get on WhatsApp in the correct way. And of course, it doesn't increase a huge workload on top of your, your workforce and make sure that they still are able to answer all these questions. Of course, using these channels, there are some advantages, So um, especially for the workforce. So if you do a phone call with someone, you can only do a one-on-one conversation. But if you have WhatsApp conversation, you can have maybe multiple conversations at the same time. So the workforce sort of divides their attention to multiple conversations, I would say. And that's a big difference, which you, of course, should train your employees to to make sure they're able to handle those kind of changes. And as a buyer, there is some sense of uncertainties that people are expressing and that raises some need for getting more update or getting more communication so that it gives them the peace of mind. And are you, are you seeing any of these things making changes on your end? 
Yeah, so you see an uh, increase in communication, if that is what you're asking. So people indeed are doing more from home and ordering more via online channels, and therefore there's more delivery to their door in the end, which means that there is a huge increase in requests on where's my package and is, has it already been delivered and those kind of questions. And of course, such an easy channel as WhatsApp is the way in which you quickly can communicate with a customer uh, or with a company if you're our customer. Um, and you want to have your answer quick as well, because that's the way we communicate these days. Everything is quick, 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 especially over these channels. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm one of them guilty, faster. No, nothing was, you know, really fast enough, that kind of mindset. So, yeah. so I, I totally get into that. If you, if you look at a, a platform such as Salesforce that combines all these different channels into a single um, application and provides the employees to do sales and servicing from that, from that application, they can hold a single knowledge base, I would say, on that application to make sure that they answer the same question in the same way. Of course, part of this can be automated as well, where you would say we put in a chatbot up front and that looks into the knowledge base to see if there's actually the answer to a question that someone is asking. But going back to the the, the employee side of things, people are now asking questions not only via WhatsApp, but also via channels like email. And if it does take too long, they pick up the phone. And the worst thing that could happen from a company point of view is that you have three different questions coming in from the same person. You have three people working on them, maybe three different employees of you, of your company, who answer different things because it's the same question from the consumer point of view. That means that this customer has a really bad experience with your brand, with your company, because not only has does this customer receive three different answers to the same question, um, it also is not really efficient because you're spending a lot of time uh, assigning three different employees to answer that question. So you should be up to date with your information and combining these different channels into a single system allows you to do that. That, that sounds like data that is required as well as some kind of a workflow that has to be kind of a, a orchestrated in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing Salesforce start connecting different clouds and it's not just the Salesforce, all the other basically CRM-based, um, you know, ERP-based systems as, or yeah. start really connecting this. Is this the, um, the trend that you think it will really quickly move faster so that the, the, these things become more seamless? What do you see there? Yeah, so getting better insight into your customers should always be the focus of any company, I would say, because it allows you to do better servicing, which I just mentioned. It allows you to do better sales, because if you know what people are, are asking uh, in terms of service, you can also provide them with better suggested products. And it allows you to do better marketing because you're creating an enriched profile of someone in, in products they interact with, questions they have. And on top of that, you can do better marketing in the sense that you uh, can send them content that is really specific to the questions they the the way they interact with your brand currently i mean i really embrace this notion where remember how customer service used to be basically like you know answering questions support right then yeah. 
probably um, at best they might have some kind of a feedback on the service quality they have. And and given the companies, not only they're dealing with the whole pandemic situation, but the, the cost structure of having that kind of a passive service center is, is really, really costly. And I think it's turning into more of a revenue center and everybody's kind of being connected to to drive that whole uh, revenue and growth together. But in practice, it seems still a challenge to to connect those moments. So what we see quite often is that when what we call a case, a service question comes into the environment, you get the customer profile next to it, see, okay, how does this customer have interacted with us before? What kind of orders did they place in the past? And based on that, you can put some AI in place to say, okay, then these are suggested products. And then throughout the conversation that this employee would have with this customer, they can promote these products. It shouldn't be that on marketing saying, right in your face, this is the product that you should buy. It should be more of a gradual thing that you put into a conversation. Of course, if you want to still, you can do marketing campaigns with these channels as well, where you would say, okay, we have a new product. And if you can comply with all the rules that are behind using these channels as a marketing channel, then of course, that's uh, that's perfectly possible as well. Another example could be surveys. And it can be a survey URL to point you to a certain page, but it can also be a chatbot that the agent triggers saying, okay, now an age and chatbot has to take over and ask certain CSAT score questions on how did I do, how, how do you interact with the company? And that information can, of course, be feeded back into, into the environment, into the, the, the support center or the sales center to update the customer profile once again. So next time when someone uh, reaches out to you, you have this information ready and you see what you did bad last time, what you can do better this time. I'm wondering if this is a good time for some of the listeners who are not familiar with Salesforce and certainly more recent development that they are doing. You want to give us just a little bit of an overview of of all the uh, you know components that is on the platform that is helping you build these these solutions. Yeah, so indeed everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, everybody that I know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little, little bit biased, of course, has heard of Salesforce. And Salesforce originally started out as a CRM platform, really focused on sales. So um, sales is still a huge part of the environment these days. So it allows you to get leads from marketing campaigns, from your website, from events or whatever you find your leads and put them in the system and then start a sales process on top of that. Then, of course, they also have something which they call the service cloud. So the initial part I talked about is the sales cloud. They also have a service cloud. So if you have the idea where your customers are going in the sense of what they want to buy with you, then you can also expect questions to come in either over this around this opportunity or, or this sales that you're doing with this customer, but also around all other stuff that, that they want to interact with your brand with. After that, Salesforce developed into uh, more of an ecosystem and a platform where we have various applications running on top of the same infrastructure. So it's all in that same infrastructure. It interacts with all the data that is in the CRM platform, all the account and contact information that that's might be in there. Um, and it allows you to build your own apps on top of that, which is exactly what we did with our application. So it's, Salesforce is a company, a product, but it's also a complete ecosystem of 
products working together, uh, providing an optimal view on the customer's data. And that's really handy. So if you're a sales employee and you're doing sales with someone and you're friendly with them and it's okay for that for you to reach out to them on, on WhatsApp or any other channel, then this is the... Um, we have the tooling there that can that you can put the interface on top of your opportunities or on top of your lead and interact with that customer in that way. But then as soon as an, uh, a surface case comes in, you want to know that this is the same person you're talking to. And you want actually to see what your sales employee did compared to your service employee. So you want to see the same conversation in one, well, scrollable view, like, just like it is in WhatsApp, I would say. You scroll up to see, but now you see what someone else answered to this customer. and that's where we where we see a big focus of our product, focusing it on all the different aspects that Salesforce has to offer, including the marketing cloud, which we just just mentioned as well. So the marketing cloud is used to build customer journeys. So you can, with drag and drop, create a journey where your customer goes through because it gets triggered by something, because they subscribe to a newsletter, because they did an order with you, because they had the service question. You They go into a journey and you can put components in that journey to say, okay, one day after they've uh, locked the surface case with us and we answered them correctly, we sent them out a notification saying, hey, how was your interaction with our company? And that's, that is sort of the marketing journey that they've done. So you see our product is built on top of all these clouds and has positioned it itself as part of the ongoing flow that is already in the system. So I know because you're a tech guy, um, as well as business. And then I love this CIO titles versus like, you know, straightforward developers who are trying to put those things together. So where, yeah. if you were to look at it from the mainstream businesses these days who have different ways, systems, uh, that, you know, they, they have, you know, those legacy things and, and start doing exactly what you were talking about. You know, these days the customers are doing this. That's why you do this and you connect this and you, you start adding ecosystem tools and to make it work. But what is really the pain spot that you, you've seen that some of them, you know, turned into a very hairy, big project and, and how to even think about it. Well, it becomes a very big project when you when you try to do as much as once, too much at once, I should say. So um, you should really cut it up into phases, and and the rollout itself should be gradually. So start with, of course, in Salesforce, and I would suggest any other ERP system. It all involves evolves around the customer in the end. Even if it's an order based system, it's the customer that 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 holds the value for you. I would say. If you want to engage with this customer, you want to know more about this customer. And that means that you have to get in the data into these systems to make sure that you can see enough of your customer to properly respond to their questions and proper help them in their way of how they interact with your brand. So that means that depending on what kind of company you are, if you're a really high-end fashion retailer, you would go much more for the personal approach. If you're more to... Uh, volume and doing a lot of orders, but maybe smaller in size, then it's much less personal, but still you would segment your customers in a way that it's easier for you to see how much revenue are we going to create with this group? How are we communicating with that group? How are we positioning the correct products that we have to that group? And then it makes sense to also use these channels because still everybody is using these these. these social channels to interact with you in the end. 
you want to make sure that that that's captured in a in a way that it helps you to create a to paint a better picture over these customers. So I'm curious because social uh, platforms have a different origin, uh, especially for the marketers in the marketing department. Uh, when you are dealing with your clients and try to deploy some of these messaging interactions that are basically one to one, are they thinking of this more of uh, you know like a, how phone call used to be with the customers, or are they still thinking of it as a kind of a social mass platform? No, they definitely see this as a, a one-to-one interaction between the, the company and the customer, I would say. So indeed, it replaces maybe phone in, in a sense where you have that as well. Pre- people feel it's it's quite secure channel as well to talk to a company. So they feel it's it's a way in which they interact with that company and it's just their communication. Because it's based on phone number, people feel it's their WhatsApp and it's really their interaction. Of course, that's that's what make it makes important for us as a company, and I think it's the same for you that that you must ensure that the communication that goes over this channel is secured and is encrypted and all the rest. You really want to make sure that that's the case, and that's, for example, um, also good for us uh, to to say that this is a one-on-one channel. And you really should see this as a one-to-one channel, but you can do one-on-one marketing on that as well. So don't scream to the world that you have something. Really target this person that is interested in that product that you, or service that you're offering. That makes things better, I say. And you see also, I think the, the question maybe is derived from the fact that WhatsApp is still a one-on-one chat uh, conversation um, now but i see see a trend i guess with where wechat is re- really leading and they're offering their app as a sort of well almost like an operating system they they put everything in there from payments to uh, communicating with companies and interacting with that company in a certain way providing yourself with marketing material they're really uh, sort of leading the way there um, and saying okay this app is not just communication, it's also communication, but it's a lot more. And I think all these different, especially the ICCA, the Facebook channels, so Messenger and Instagram DM and WhatsApp are coming together in a way as well, where they will offer this in the future as well, where you can pay in the future with, with your WhatsApp account. Um, maybe indeed um, keep track and trace in your WhatsApp account with that company, interact with the company in a completely different way. I think that will be the future. So some sort of consolidation of channels, maybe. Seven years ago, one of our first customers was KLM. Uh, and KLM used this as, um, we, we sat together with KLM and Facebook at the time, seven years ago, so it's a while back. But And uh, we started developing what they call bubbles, Facebook Messenger bubbles, which are essentially pre-notifications pre-notif- in your Messenger screen. And KLM, together with us, was the first airline that launched these bubbles in their messenger communication, and since then expanded it to all the other channels that they're currently offering. But they offer these bubbles that are coming in that give you your boarding pass or give you checking notifications. Uh, these are sent from their backend systems because they exactly know when someone has to check in or uh, has to get their boarding pass, and now are sent in a bubble form via these messenger. It was seven years ago, it was an initial, initial start, but it was really, I think, sort of 
breaking the tradition of being just a one-to-one channel into a more common channel that is used for other purposes.